Welcome to the Electri International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. Thank you for joining us today. We're so excited to have Rob Smith with us. Rob is president of Sargent Electric. He's been with the company for four years, but he has a much longer history than that with the electrical construction industry. So welcome, Rob. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us. My pleasure. Glad to be here. As president of Sargent, what aspect of running the business is most challenging for you? And and how would you describe your leadership style? Sure. Well, there's anyone in this industry knows there's many challenges associated with running a, a company in our business today. But uh, I think that what comes to mind for me is the pace of change in our markets, um, coupled with the changing workforce that we have, really create the most interesting challenges for us today. Um, then, of course, we all had COVID come along and accelerated changes that were already occurring in our business. Um both, both in our in our organizations and in our customer organizations. How would you describe your leadership style? Are you a charge in and get it done? Are you laid back and let your team get it done? Where do you fit in into that picture? Uh, probably somewhere lead? in the middle, but I would say that, uh, you know, t- there's lots of leadership styles as you look across our industry that can be effective. But with the pace of business today and the pace of change that we have in the marketplace, um, you really have to have leaders that have a bias for action, that um, are willing to get things done. Um, now, how you get things done becomes important when you talk about style. And I would say that I lean toward a collaborative um, style where I, I really want our team to be bought into the decisions that we make. I want them to understand why we're doing what we do. So while I may make a decision and you know charge forward in a direction, I want to make sure that everybody understands why we're moving in that direction, uh, so that they can uh, be fully bought into the direction and 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 feel like they're part of the solution. Now you personally have considerable experience in engineering and construction and maintenance projects. How does that diverse background? influence your current responsibility for corporate operations and the company's growth. Do you draw upon that? And does that make it um, a clearer picture for you? Sure. I, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, my experience provides a strong background across all aspects of the business and the markets that we're pursuing. Uh, so I've been fortunate to work throughout the U.S., Canada, um, and, and globally. Uh, which really provides a solid perspective for evaluating new customers, new opportunities, business deals, um, and many of the changes that are occurring in our in our marketplace. So I think the best practices and lessons learned from my past are influential as we chart our course today through the complex business world that we face. Do you think that owners and general contractors are paying sufficient attention to the design side of a project? Absolutely not. Um, I I would say that everybody in our business would agree that we've seen a general deterioration of both the quality and the completeness of the designs over the last 30 years. 
as well as a general shift of the design responsibility and contract liability to lower tier subcontractors such as ourselves. So they were not really taking into consideration your opinions and your experiences as a subcontractor. Well, some do. So I, I don't want to generalize in the response to say that none do. I mean, we've okay. got some great relationships with owners, GCs, and EPCs that very much value our input and treat us as a consultant or trusted advisor. Uh, but I would say across the board in the industry on average, um, that trend toward um, taking us for granted and um, charting the course without us is all too, all too frequent. And if we were to look at our bad projects, virtually all bad projects that we see are fall into that case where the owners or the GCs or the EPCs cut corners did not do a proper front end design, did not do adequate front end planning um, and, you know, forged ahead on a schedule or a budget that was impractical. On our great projects, we're always participating in the solution. And uh, there are many of those out there, both with Sargent and others in the industry today, where, um, you know, that we either used IPD or other other advanced delivery models, and they're highly successful. So I think as an industry, we know how to be successful. We know how to do it. Electri has promoted a number of those models before, but um, we still have this pendulum that goes back and forth. And, you know, when people have a, a bad project, then they jump, jump to the best practices, and we have great projects sometimes with them. But that can be a challenge uh, for for. Um, many people that still wind up wanting to cut corners and do do more with less, and they 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 usually um, head into the toilet when they do so. Sargent, as a company, has been around since 1907, and obviously has a very consistent growth record. What specific advice can you give to people about ways to manage teams? to keep those long-term client relationships not only viable, but growing. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Sargent's got a long heritage of service to a group of core customers that we've served really since our inception. All of the corporations have been through many changes through that time. Um, but really, we try to treat each customer as a customer for life. And we do that formally through a strategic account management process where we've got a, a written plan uh, that's integrated back to our strategic plan that outlines how we're going to communicate with the customer and the specific tasks and strategies that we want to adopt to increase our market share with that customer. And by treating each of our key customers that way, uh, it helps us align, um, helps us focus, and it helps us do the things we need to do each week and each month uh, to serve that customer over the long term. Well, and that model you, of strategic account management has worked well for Sargent. How do you go about nurturing leadership traits among your staff so that they are able to do what you just described? Are there specific so we have steps a, that you take? We have a document that we onboard new employees with and we use kind of as the uh, guiding set of principles called the Sergeant Way. Uh, and that's that's a simple document that we think about as our lens into decision making at Sergeant. Um, we also use the we've been very successful with the NECA Next Academy, the Leadership Academy. That's a year long training program. And we've now run uh, 
quite a number of our uh, both current leaders and future leaders through that through that program. I highly recommend it for uh, all of my peers in the industry and the uh, NECA members to uh, consider that as you look at leadership development for your up and coming uh, generation. You, you talk about future leaders. Are there some specific traits that you look for when you're considering hiring someone? You can say, well, that person's going to be good, but they're going to hit a ceiling real soon. And that person's got real leadership potential. Are there things that you're looking for across the board that you can describe? There's a few. I mean, I think um, attitude, energy, uh, respect, putting others first. Um, we like we like people that have a lifelong learning mentality and a focus on continuous improvement. I mean, those are some of the attributes that if you can um, if you see them coming out in the interview process that help us single out, you know, one person versus another uh, when you have a lot of people that all might have the same basic uh, meet, meet the basic criteria for the position. Do you all tend to promote from within or are you equally open to bringing people from the outside that might have come from another company to yours and developing them as leaders inside the company? Which, which Well, we like to do both. Obviously, we, we prefer to develop from within wherever possible, but the uh, growth that we've achieved over the last few years um, has far outstripped our uh, pipeline internally. So we have had to make a lot of external hires as well and have, uh, you know, been very successful bringing on some excellent talent uh, from the broad marketplace to uh, to achieve our goals. You mentioned NECA um, and Electric International. What aspect of Electric International has had the most impact on your company? Is it the research? Is it what they're doing to bring talent into the industry? Where do you see the real benefit for Sargent? I think there's, I think there's really three ways. I mean, first and foremost is the exposure to best practices and the uh, industry research. And I think that's really critical to us. And um, I know I've got a number of electric studies here in my office. And uh, I would say every week, someone in our company is referring to an electric study for one reason or another. Uh, the most recent one is the excellent COVID product that came out, which we're referring to every week in one way or another in dialogue with our customers. Um, I think our people benefit from participation on some of the work teams and the personal development that that brings. They obviously then come back um, being true believers in both the research product that they worked on, but also Electria as an organization. Then I think lastly, the, uh, the networking I find invaluable and just the, you know, when you're with a group of people talking about best practices and talking about uh, the future, um, you, you get stronger as well. And I think uh, those are some of the key things that, that I bring home and my team brings home from electric meetings. That's what you bring home, but what do you bring to the table? Well, I think, you know, we talked about my background previously. I mean, I've gotten exposure through CII and a number of other similar organizations to how others are doing research and how they're uh, applying research to, um, you know, the broader construction industry. So I think that, uh, you know, the opportunity to contribute to the industry is also an important part of that. And that's both rewarding and hopefully helps others as well. As you think about Electric International and about the industry as a whole over the next three to five years, are there certain topics that you would hope to see Electric 
add to its research portfolio to take on that you think would be really helpful and valuable to the industry? Like, first of all, I think it's invaluable that Electri is able to flex as the organization did on this COVID study and respond to the burning topics at the time. So I don't know that I can predict what those are, but I do think that uh, the design topic that we talked earlier is important. And what I mean by that is that if we know that an issue is going to be a problem on effectively 100% of our projects, that is, in fact, the norm and the environment we have to work in. So helping contractors across the board figure out how to work in this environment where we're going to get poor, poorer and poorer designs and, you know, less complete information, yet have to deliver to tighter schedules, we've clearly got to modify our work practices, our work processes, and uh, make sure our people understand how to adapt to the challenges in that uh, environment that we're going to face. So I think that would be one area. Um, the second area that I think that that Electric can help immensely is in the, the training, area of training, whether it be project management, whether it be um, communication, uh, business savvy, or commercial practices. But I think Electric can play a big role in uh, the learning and development area for contractors, many who, of whom can't afford to have a learning and development officer or specialist. And so helping the average contractor um, get better at project management, get better at collecting change orders, get better at managing receivables, um, is, is really a, a great value. And I love these short um, few minute videos that we've produced in the last couple of rounds of research. Uh, I think it was probably, uh, I forget the researcher, but I believe it was from Oklahoma. But some really high quality videos have been produced that are short YouTube videos that people can watch on their phone or watch uh, in the evening when they get home. But they're very high quality. And I think that is the future um, that Electric can help contractors uh, get better with. What would you say is the best career advice that you've ever received? So I had a, I had a uh, boss a few years ago that um, spent a lot of time talking about respect. And that, uh, you know, he, he taught us all to treat everyone with respect, to set a tone that treats all stakeholders with respect, whether it be your customers, your partners, your uh, suppliers, employees, their families, the public we encounter. Um, and when you do that, it makes you a good listener with every person you encounter. Um, and you realize that their perspectives make you stronger and help you make better decisions. Um, they also will remember this and treat you with respect back, which uh, can pay dividends later in the relationship. What leadership advice would you give to members of our audience today to help them become stronger and better leaders to keep their companies as successful as possible? I think, I think focusing on accelerating the development of those around you, developing that next generation of leaders is the most pressing priority that most of us have. And frankly, it never gets the attention it should. So I think we, we all have to have the d discipline to devote time every week to learning and development and invest time in our people every week, uh, in addition to the day job. Um, 
Also, I think it's important to set aside quiet time to consider where the puck is going, so to speak, and help our teams be ready to take that shot. Um, we spend lots of time fighting over where the puck is today, but for the benefit of our industry, we've really got to spend a lot of time investing in the future um, and where the future is taking our industry. Well, Rob, I want to thank you again for your time. It's quite clear you know exactly where that puck is and where it's going. <laughs> and that's why we wanted you to be part of this series of Think Like a Leader. We appreciate your candor and your time, and we look forward to working with you as a member of the Electric Council as we have all along. So thank you very much and thank you to our audience. Remember, you can get the video clip and watch this interview again, share it with people in your company, or if you decide you really wanna to listen to it again and, and hear again for yourself what Rob has to say, it will also be available as a podcast real soon. So thank you for joining us. Bye-bye for now. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry, and it's yours for the listening. 